This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Business Storytelling Podcast. Today, let's talk about the hamburger menu. So the hamburger menu has been around for maybe 15 years, 20 years or something like that. Uh, Certainly, there has been search traffic that long ago, people searching for the hamburger menu. Uh, the hamburger menu, as you can see on authenticstorytelling.net, there's some examples on there, uh, authenticstorytelling.net forward slash blog. But basically, it's the three lines, uh, top right corner, and they kind of look like a hamburger, so to speak, right? The patty, the um, meat, and then, um, then another patty. And in that area, that's a menu. And it used to be that menus navigate really we used to call them navigation uh the navigation would have uh words so instead of just having three lines it would say about or home or whatever the top level navigation was and then of course you can click down um, but that used to be a thing and then somebody invented that uh, and a lot of things were just pushed behind the hamburger menu uh, when I first saw it a few years ago, really, you know, I was like, what is that? What's behind that? Um, and it takes a little bit of getting used to, which, of course, most things in design and technology do. But the best designed things also just work. You don't need a tutorial. You don't need to be explained how to use it. You look at it and it works. Um, and if you actually look at other apps, other t- tools, this concept has become more and more popular. Uh, LinkedIn has that little icon for settings. A lot of things are hidden behind that settings icon. Uh, if I can't find something, that's usually where it is, behind the settings icon. Uh, other apps have three dots, aka ellipsis, and you know, a lot of things are usually behind that. And what's interesting about this strategy is you can't highlight everything. So when you may in the past may have had three things that you wanted people to do on a page, now you may have a bunch of other things. You have a career section, you have an about section, contact us, subscribe, check out the product, um, latest events, blog, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on and on. So you have to think about what do you do with all those things? Um, Where do you highlight them? And some of them, really, they only go on, um, you know, you're also working with the stakeholders, right? They want to have their thing in the top navigation. Now, I would highly recommend to use numbers, uh, metrics, to show people that not everything needs to be in the navigation. But I know sometimes it's just easier to put it there. Um, And honestly, I have not seen a gazillion people 
click on sub navigation items. Not a new thing, um, kind of an old thing actually, uh, but we, we dump everything in there and people don't go, oh, let's see, I go here and then I go there and then I go there. They don't do that, right? They go to a website, um, either they saw a blog post or they were searching for something, they had a reason to go to the blog post uh, or the website, depending on uh, a search or an email push, or they went to the homepage, and then this is where the hamburger menu comes in. Um, if they can't find what they're looking for, hopefully it's in the hamburger menu. So highly recommend to take a look at what are some of those high-performing pages on your site um, that... Um, that should be listed there other than some of the obvious ones. Um, you know, like the career section for sure. Uh, product sign up for sure. Product overview for sure. Uh, the blog, or you know, even if you have a different name for your blog. Yes, and, and I still think blogging is a viable strategy even if you don't do it daily or if you don't do it weekly. But if you do it at a good interval, I think it's still worthwhile. Uh, I do have a section in my new book, Content Performance Culture, and what you should, should you name your blog. So if you want to pre-order that, check it out. Um, I think that podcast episode on the Content Performance Culture book podcast is launching in the coming weeks too, if you don't want to read, but you want to listen. Um, so, but those are the things on what to put in there. Now, the other thing is, when do you show the hamburger menu? And uh, there's been changing philosophies. Uh, at one point, the philosophy was once you have it, you have it and everybody gets it. Uh, so whether you're on an iPhone or an iPad or computer with a you know 32-inch screen, you get the hamburger menu. But of course, the people who have a huge monitor, they don't need the hamburger menu. It's best used on mobile devices, right? Because there isn't enough space for everything anyways. And when you have navigation bars that either cut off words, right? They, they're, um, they're, they're breaking up words. That's one bad thing. The other bad thing is now we have navigation bars that break between words, between sections of the navigation bar. And um, they create two lines of navigation. That doesn't look good. It, it kind of breaks the sight. It breaks the look. It breaks the feel. It breaks the brand, if that's your trigger word, um, but it doesn't look good. So on a wider screen, maybe you shouldn't have a, a hamburger menu. Maybe you should just show the words that are in the navigation like we used to, right? Even 18 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it was. And on mobile, so on mobile, then you get the menu, the hamburger menu. And when you look at even my blog, AuthenticStorytelling.net, which is just a WordPress template. So I, I can't take credit for the strategy on there. I can't even tell you that, that you know I thought about it too much. I just picked a template I liked. I tested it on different devices. It worked. Um, but that's really what the hamburger menu does on there. If you're on a computer, there's no hamburger menu. You don't even know that's a thing on the blog. Once you're on an iPad and the iPad is held um, horizontally, you still get the regular navigation. You flip the iPad vertically 
and now you get the hamburger menu. On my phone, you get the hamburger menu. If you can't picture what I'm describing, authenticstorytelling.net forward slash blog, check it out. That's where it is. Or forward slash hamburger hyphen menu. SEO friendly URLs, my friends, right? Plus, you know what the other thing is with SEO friendly URLs like that one, uh, it's also easy to give you. I mean, much easier than giving you a headline or a URL that has 10 words in it. Huh, just realized that. Very interesting. So then, um, on this template, the hamburger menu is not just behind three lines, the hamburger ingredients. It's actually just a box, and it says menu. So there's a little bit of help for people who don't know that everything else that you need to find and can't find is hidden behind those hamburger patties. But um, putting menu on there, I find extremely helpful. And it kind of evolves where the hamburger menu has come from. So something to think about. um, Shrink it down, have just one box, one hamburger, and then basically put a word on it. Menu or more or Maybe there's another term you want to test. <clears throat> Maybe you want to do A-B testing. Maybe menu works. Maybe um, more works. Maybe uh, settings works, depending on what your site is. So think about what the, 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 um, the naming convention here is. So that's all I have on hamburger menus. I am a fan on mobile. Don't necessarily uh, like them on desktop. There is a Twitter poll. I was going to tell you what the results are. I can't pull it up now. I'm recording the podcast on my phone and then I'm rec- I'm doing the live stream on my iPad. So if you're listening on the podcast, the live stream always happens on periscope.tv forward slash ctrap. And if you're listening on the live stream, of course, the business storytelling podcast is available on all the channels. Uh, so if you're listening on, uh, if you want to listen on Apple Podcasts, you can Google Podcast, Spotify, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's available everywhere. Um, so, but the poll, it said um, when I looked at it last, at least it's still on Twitter.com forward slash C Trap that most people weren't using the navigation anyways. Uh, some people liked it, um, but a lot of people were not using the navigation. I also don't use navigation. I really only use navigation when I'm on a mission. Like, I need to figure out who the CEO is. So I I, I figure that out by going to the site. Sometimes some sites don't even list their leadership teams. Like, yesterday I was looking for a content um, executive, and um, they're not even on their site. So I actually just went to LinkedIn and searched for the company name and CEO or something like that and found him there. Um, or if I'm looking for a job with a company, you know, that's so I'm on a mission when I look at the navigation or the hamburger menu. So if you want to vote, if you're listening earlier on here, it's still on there for another five days at the end of December 2019 here. If you're listening after December 2019, this information should not be outdated too soon. So um, you can still take a look at your comments If you can find that tweet, of course, there's probably more tweets on top of it by then. All right. Um, Stay real.
be deliberate with your website design. Do what's right for the audience. And of course, good design can also help your content performance culture. And it, it really can because sometimes you can produce good content, but if the user experience on the website is terrible and people can't read it, guess what? You're not going to drive the results you want to drive. So all those things go hand in hand. Uh, and of course, having an easily navigatable website or an easily, um, you know, an easy to use website really can help here. All right, that's everything for the podcast recording. Um, until next time, thank you for listening. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Thank you.